and this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where of course it is your team every day. Thanks again for joining us. A lot to get to on today's podcast. Postseason action for multiple BYU sports begins today. Track and field baseball and men's golf. We'll run all of that down for you here in the first segment. And also number 98 in our daily countdown of the BYU athletes that are taking part uh, in football this fall. We're kind of running it down based on the roster. We'll talk about that here in the first segment. Second and third segments of today's show, special co-host Ian Prescott, a big-time BYU fan. He's our first uh, BYU fan co-host on the show. I threw it out on the podcast over the last couple of weeks, and we're starting to do it. So Ian Prescott, you'll hear from him on BYU basketball, football, and even his BYU fandom in the second and third segment. So run down on what's going on today. Reminder for you guys, this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and also the Himalaya Podcast app proud partners of the Locked On Podcast Network check out Locked On Cougars on the Himalaya Podcast app and also brought to you today by our good friends at Hotels.com don't hate like your friends vacation photos book your own hotels at Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere it's a great option check it out guys Hotels.com proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars alright let's get going this is the Locked On Cougars Podcast for May 23rd 2019 <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and thanks again for taking the time to check out the show. Uh, please continue to follow the show on your various so- podcatchers. Uh, hit that uh, subscribe or whatever button. It's all free. That's the easiest way to say it. Is it doesn't cost you anything. All you got to do is push the button, and that way it always updates you when a new podcast is released. We do this daily. It's exciting to be here with you guys, and a lot to talk about here in this first segment is BYU and their sports teams, their spring sports teams, we kind of head towards the end of the uh, season for BYU sports. Well, postseason play begins for three different sports today. We'll start off with the men's and women's track and field teams. Men's team ranked number six in the country. Women's team, if I'm not mistaken, number 11 in the country. And they are sending a uh, high, the, like so, the the most athletes in terms of the entire NCAA, fifty nine total athletes from the BYU men's and women's track and field teams are headed to the NCAA West preliminary meet in Sacramento, California, beginning today, running through Saturday all held at Hornet Stadium. There is a live stream link for Flow Track on the BYU Cougars website. If you want to watch it, there's also a link for live stats. But 59 different athletes all competing to get inside the top 12. If you're inside the top 12 of these NCAA West preliminaries, that gets you in the NCAA championships. BYU has a bevy of uh, talent already in those top 12 slots, but hopefully can get more of them. Of those 59 athletes competing, we can hopefully see a bunch of them head to nationals coming up. That'll be taking place um, next week. Men's golf also in action today. They begin the NCAA championships, and I know the other teams are going to be having their practice rounds today, but BYU, because of their affiliation with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they do not compete on Sunday. So BYU will play their third round of the uh, team stroke play portion of this today while other teams are playing their practice rounds. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out for the Cougars. Hopefully they have a good showing. Last 
last year actually ended up being a bad thing for them because they shot pretty poorly in their technical third round a year ago. But here's hoping they can shoot well, uh, get a good showing, and that can be their final round when other teams are competing with their final round. And BYU can hopefully find themselves competing in the match play portion for the national championship. If you've been watching on Golf Channel earlier this week, uh, Duke won its seventh national title, uh, beating, I believe it was a Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken in that. So, men's golf, best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and his team. We'll update you day by day as things go along, and I'll just get a full recap for you uh, of what happened on the weekend on Monday's edition of the show as well. Also, BYU baseball in action. Today, they begin West Coast Conference play, the number one seed in the tournament. Uh, they face off against number four seed, Loyola Marymount. Uh, live broadcast, four o'clock Mountain Time, streamed online on the W.TV. You can catch it there. Also, a live broadcast on, on BYU Radio if you want to listen to the game via the radio. Big opportunity here for BYU baseball. They make a good run here in the West Coast Conference Tournament. There's no reason why next week they couldn't be in an NCAA regional. Here's hoping they have a good start today, get a win over Loyola Marymount, and stay in the upper side of the bracket, the winner side of the bracket. Should be an exciting time there. All right, one more thing to touch on here before we get to our special co-host with Ian Prescott in the next two segments is it is 98 days away. BYU versus Utah to kick off the season. We are continuing with our countdown today. And number 98 on the roster is Mitch Harris, a deep snapper. He's entering his senior season or his redshirt senior season, a senior out of Gilbert, Arizona, a walk-on from Perry High School. And Mitch, I think the nicest thing you can say about him is most BYU fans don't know his name. If you're a deep snapper, you don't want to be well-known by your fans. It just means you've done something wrong normally. And Mitch Harris, the best thing you can say about him is he has flown under the radar since taking over the job a year ago in terms of deep snapping. I don't recall many, if any, uh, missed snaps a year ago. Uh, So congratulations to Mitch Harris on that. There might have been some holding issues in terms of that. I don't remember any snaps necessarily being too ari, but... uh, Best of luck to Mitch Harris this year. Final year as a deep snapper for BYU. Uh, And I don't expect anything less from Mitch. He's number 98. That's a great number, I think, for a long snapper. Uh, If you couldn't wear 99, I think that'd be an awesome number for a long snapper. I remember Riley Stevenson, a former BYU kicker and punter, wore number 99. I thought that was awesome as a specialist to wear a number like that. I kind of think it's weird when you see kickers wearing in the 60s and 70s. I know that it's kind of the number that's available so it's like here kicker you gotta wear this and I think deep snapper is no different but it's cool to see Mitch Harris doing what he's doing he uh, took over an incumbent took the job over and made it his own so I think it's the best thing you can take from this is that it, it's expected that Mitch Harris will go into a senior season hopefully have a good showing and have an opportunity I'm sure uh, long snapping is kind of a weird thing John Denny of course a former BYU defensive lineman has made a decade plus career in the in my for the Miami Dolphins in the NFL as a long snapper, a deep snapper. Uh, Mitch Harris, I'm sure, would be willing to follow a similar path, but it's such a niche position in the NFL. There's only 32 of these guys get this opportunity. He's going to have to glom on somewhere and prove he's the best option. Here's hoping he has a good senior year and has plenty of good film for the NFL as a result of that. So that's number 98 in our 99 to 1 countdown getting ready for the BYU football season. It's crazy to think we're just over three months away from BYU football kicking off the year against the University of Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but it is coming fast and it's an exciting time to be a BYU fan. We'll get to 
number 97 tomorrow. Uh, as a reminder for you guys, make sure to follow this show. Let us know what you think of it. Help follow it on social media at Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. And if you are interested in advertising with us, we'd love to have you guys on as sponsors representing your brand or your company. Email me, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'd love to put you in touch with our people here at the Locked On Podcast Network and have you on board. We're in front of thousands of BYU fans, literally worldwide. We'll have more on that tomorrow. We're going to have a special guest all the way from the Philippines. Yes, you heard me, the Philippines. It's an exciting time to be a BYU fan. It is truly a global fan base, and you'll hear more about that on tomorrow's podcast. All right, one more thing before we go and take a break here, come back with Ian Prescott, is a reminder for you guys to check us out, the Locked On Cougars podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network as a whole on the Himalaya Podcast app. Fantastic new app, all kinds of features in it, personalized playlists. It is there to make your life when you're listening to your podcast that much easier. I have used it. I found it to be quite a useful tool. Check it out, guys, the Locked On Cougars Cougars podcast, Locked On Podcast Network on the Himalaya podcast app. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. Welcome on back to Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch. I am joined now by Ian Prescott. And you're probably wondering, okay, who is Ian Prescott? I threw it on the podcast last week or actually previous few weeks and said, any of you guys that would like to record a podcast, let me know. Well, Ian, he's been a longtime listener. You say you haven't missed a single episode. Yeah, I've listened from day one. I've listened to every second of every episode. Okay, so I think this makes 190 episodes or so. That's a lot of audio you've listened to. Yeah, my wife thinks it's a waste of time, but okay, it's all right. Fair enough. Well, Ian responded and said, let's knock it out. So he's in studio with me recording this. Ian, first things first, how are you? Uh, doing great. Uh, just got off work and uh, yeah, not too bad. Very cool. Okay, so of course, this podcast, any of you that listen to the podcast, we talk all things BYU sports. I said when I threw it out, you guys get to drive the show. And Ian, you being a big time BYU fan, you're kind of telling me about a little bit about your background before we, we turn the mics on here. You grew up north of Salt Lake. You grew up in Davis County, right? Mm-hmm. Davis yep. County area. Yep. Centerville. You told me you took buses as a teenager and as a kid all the way to Cougar Stadium. Yep. You did this unattended? Yep. Completely. Yeah. Probably about 12, 13 years old. My parents just <laughs> let me go. Holy smokes. Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, figure out what routes I need to take yeah. and what transfers, and it would take me a couple hours, but that's how I got, because I couldn't drive, that's how yeah. I got to the BYU games. So, okay, so we're talking, are we talking like one or two games a year? No, every this one is, of them? no, this is the whole season. So the way, so what happened is my older siblings went to BYU, okay. and they didn't care for sports, and so they'd buy the All Sports Pass yeah. back then, I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks. It's cheap, yes, I and know. And so I would use their All Sports Pass. So okay. My, my sisters, they didn't want to go, and so, yeah, I'd do it for the whole season. So Wow. <laughs> At 12 and 13 years old. Yep. So I grew up in Orem. So mm-hmm. I grew up in the shadow of Cougar Stadium or Lavelle Edwards Stadium is what we call it now. And I took the bus to games, but we're talking one bus for me. I don't know how many buses it would have taken you to get oh, from yeah, yeah. Davis County. It was County. at least two or three transfers. Holy and then smokes. later on, they, uh, UTA, I don't know if they did it for other schools. I know uh-huh. they did it for BYU, but they'd pick high schools throughout the valley. Okay. And you'd pay like five bucks and they'd take you directly from that high school to Cougar Stadium and then drop you off after the game. Awesome. So later on, it was a little more expedited. 
expedited. But yeah, when I first started doing it, it was just na- navigating the regular bus system. That's awesome. And you didn't have smartphones. You had to kind of do it all on paper. That was the thing. I'm like, I'm like thinking like, you probably didn't have a cell phone nope, or whatever. No, so. no, we're talking like 94, 95. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just think of my mother, if I were to suggest any such thing, and this is just my mom, I, she would have been like, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> but hey, that's awesome. That shows how devoted you've been. In that. So you said, yeah, mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're talking twenty plus years of Cougar fan. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. I've probably uh, so my my dad was a BYU fan, okay. um, but not as hardcore as I am. Yeah. And he uh, so he never really like I'm not a BYU fan because it's kind of yeah. it's not like he was like always cheering for it's him. It's not in the bloodlines right, per se, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, but one of my best friend, they're 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 like a BYU family. Okay. And so I, the my my earliest memory is the '94 game where BYU went into South Bend. Oh, all and right. Beat Notre Dame with okay. Jamal Willis. Jamal Willis, and, uh, yeah, yeah. The Jamal Willis and, game and John Walsh as yep. quarterback. That's my earliest memory. I went to my friend's house and watched that game. Okay. And I thought, hey, this this is a lot of fun. Um, my dad claims he took me to the Miami game in '91, but I don't remember. I wow, I would have been eight years old. Okay. And I just don't remember if I went or not. He claims he took me, but I don't remember that. So my earliest memory is kind of the 94 season. Okay. Um, the, I remember watching the bowl game uh-huh. later that year where they went to, I think it was the Arizona Bowl. Yeah, it was the Copper Oklahoma, Bowl. Copper Bowl. Yes. Where they in, beat, in Tucson. Yeah, yeah. They, they beat up on Oklahoma. So that, that was that kind of like in a, the Bob Stoops era, if, yeah, you, if you recall. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of my first introduction to BYU football, and I just fell in love and have been completely passionate ever since. My, my older sisters have used to tell me when I was in high school that if I applied myself to regular life as much as I do BYU football, I actually would be really successful. Yeah, you, you <laughs> and you I have been successful. Well, but. yeah, you've been successful. You told me about your background a little bit. Yeah, you've been far more successful. I had the same thing said to me. I ended up in the media. So <laughs> I apparently decided to make it, my, make it my job, but it's awesome to have you in studio. Uh, so... In terms of BYU today, uh, of course, we now have Mark Pope taking over as the uh-huh. head coach of basketball. Yep. We have mm-hmm. Kalani Sitake going into his fourth year of mm-hmm. BYU football. I guess, what are your overall thoughts on the health of the BYU athletic department as it stands currently? You know, um, it, we got we got some big years coming up. I think, um, let's start with Mark Pope. Okay. Um, you know, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I, I was as big as a Dave Rose supporter as mm-hmm. the next guy. Um, there's no way BYU basketball would be where it was today okay. without Dave Rose. I mean, yeah. Steve Cleveland got it going again. Yeah, he got after it the one in 25 back on year. track. Absolutely, uh-huh. and he took us to a certain distance, and then mm-hmm. Dave Rose took over and took us to that next step. We had the Jimmer yeah. years, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but there was just something missing the last couple of years. Okay, and I think most BYU was, fans would agree. Who knows what it was? You know, if something internally with Dave Rose mm-hmm. or something. I saw today that. That um, he, he so he, he said some of the players. There was an article today where some of the players were more of what's in it for them rather than what's in it for the team. Yeah, so and maybe there's been a major attitude shift in in players today that they're not as interested. Mm-hmm. As you know, they're more worried about what am I going to play in the NBA? Am I going to play in Europe? Is this going to how is this going to affect the rest of my career? Rather than is this going to get our team a win? Yeah, and that seemed to really the me first culture. Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and that so that actually that was uh, Patrick Kinahan who I work with here at yeah. the Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually wrote that column. It was based on a conversation we had Dave in studio for two hours last okay. week, and he made some of those comments on air. And he very much said, "Yeah, the the era of the team first." Um, I guess culture mm-hmm. is going by the wayside, and he said this is not specific just to BYU. He was right. very clear about that. Right. But it absolutely has affected BYU. Right. Because you look at it, guys transferring, guys going pro before the eligibility expires. Right. 
it's had a detrimental effect on the basketball. Oh, I mean, program. if you, if we would have had if if we would have had all guys stay through graduation, Eric Mika, Elijah Bryant, and Uli Childs all on one team, I mean that team's a pretty darn good team. Oh yeah, think about it. Just because so, the, so. they'd all be seniors, and Uli would have been junior this year. Right. So you think about that team. Yeah. The potential of it. Yeah. And, you know, who knows what Nick Emery, you know, can do. Hopefully yeah. he comes back. And Well, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. So you but you, okay, you said that you felt like the Dave Rose era. Yeah, it was time. Lacking something. It was time, yeah. What do you like about Mark Pope? What do you expect? So, honestly, I was shocked when the, when he when he accepted the job. Okay. I, I was with probably a lot like you and a lot of other BYU fans. The longer it went without an announcement, I thought, no way is it going to be Mark. Yeah. And he's not really a BYU guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he was an assistant coach for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. he didn't play at BYU. He's not really. I don't think he's from Utah. He grew up in Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he's not a BYU guy. So I thought it's not like it's a Kalani, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like a Bronco type yeah. person. Where Fair they're enough. Not necessarily yeah. a BYU guy. Um, so I, I couldn't believe it when 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 he took the job. I knew BYU really wanted him. He was the number one priority. Um, but everything I've heard with recruiting and and everything, um, I'm, I'm really excited, and I really hope that he not that not that Dave didn't have energy but i really hope just that he can bring you know energy back to the program some, some like a, it, like new life yeah, in a way new yeah. life. not yeah. that uh, i hate to say it because it's not like dave wasn't a good coach it's yeah. just sometimes it's just good to start fresh sometimes well yeah i and, I, I think most BYU fans listening to this myself as well i agree with you in that right. regard because there are times yeah it just feels like the race has been run mm-hmm. and it's time to get somebody else to to pick it up and I can tell you this much having when so Dave came into studio and spent mm-hmm. two hours with us and he was as calm and collected and just you could tell he's at peace mm-hmm. he's the easiest way to say it and I, I wondered because we, when we set this up to have him come in we were like oh I wonder what how, how, would, right. how I was going to react to it he showed up and he's happy as a lark in retirement mm-hmm. I think that I think that shows okay yeah it was a good time to break and let Mark Pope step in here um, with the basketball program. What are your? Um, I guess you speaking as a fan, and I, mm-hmm. and you're one fan. Let's be real, but I think mm-hmm. you speak. You're like most BYU fans, pretty rational about it. What are your expectations for BYU basketball? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I try and be a pretty realistic fan. I mean, I understand today's landscape where BYU recruiting restrictions. We're not going to win a national championship anytime soon. I want to get back to conference championships. Okay, um, that I feel like it's been a while since we've gotten one. It has, um, yes. You know, we, we've other than beating Gonzaga in Spokane, we can't really beat Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to get back to you know being the top dog in the conference. And okay. there's no reason why we shouldn't be. Well, yeah, you, you know? think about the resources, yeah. etc. Yeah. I mean, we're a bigger school. Mm-hmm. Um, much bigger school. Yes. There's no reason why we shouldn't be. Well, yeah, 32,000 students versus um, I think Gonzaga's at 8,000 now. Yeah. It's not very big. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, you know, it sounds like Mark Pope is really hitting the recruiting trail hardcore. Um, hopefully Chris Burgess can get out there and – you know, I love the fact that he's at BYU. It's a like it's it's a great just, roundabout story. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you said conference championships. Uh, what are your expectations in regards to the NCAA tournament? Uh, we got to get back there. Okay. I mean, it's been so long. Is it a but for you? Is it like it should be a year in and year out goal? Or are you yeah. okay with oh, yeah. two every three? What? No, what, what? I think I. Th- I mean, maybe I think we should be there every year. Okay. Um, I mean, I, under Dave Rose, there, there, for a while there, we were pretty consistent there absolutely. almost every single year. Eight runs, I think, in his 14 yeah. years. And so, those all eight of them came in pretty quick succession. Yeah. I mean, are we going to go 
to the Sweet 16 like we did with Jimmer, you know, that may take a while, mm -hmm. but I, I, I'd like to get back and see there. I want to be able to pick BYU in my bracket again. It's been a while. <laughs> that would be nice to do, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so just like something about like us in the media here. Uh -huh. We entering each year in the last three or four years, we legitimately have entered each basketball season kind of looking at the various teams. And we have was it six or seven Division One teams here in the state from so from Southern Utah. And Dixie State's going to be joining soon enough all the way up to Weber State and Utah State. And we seem to look at all the teams and we're like, do we have a single tournament team? And right. we didn't think so before this season. It happened so happened that Utah State broke out. Right. But I think that us in the media, I think you as a fan and any other fan of any other sport, especially BYU, I think the expectation, I think you're dead on. It should be more years than not, if not every year, should be that should be the goal. That should be the expectation. Well, and we're a basketball state. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, we go back to Weber State. I mean, they've they've put some good teams mm -hmm. on the floor. I mean, we, I don't know if you remember when they beat North Carolina. Oh, I do. Harold the Show Arsenal, yeah. baby. Utah back yeah. in the '90s. Mm -hmm. Not that we talk about them on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, the Jazz. I mean, yes. B, there's no reason why BYU can't become a basketball school again. I I, I totally agree with you there. All right, we got to take a time out here. We're gonna have you on for one more segment here. We'll shift gears a little bit, talk some BYU football and whatever else you feel like you want to talk about. That's coming up next. A reminder for you guys, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip on social media. Book your own hotels with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. More in a moment. This is Locked on Cougars. Back to Locked On Cougars, final segment of today's podcast. Reminder for you guys, when you are out and about driving in your car, make sure to download the show and make sure you tell your smart device when you get in the car, play podcast Locked On Cougars. Uh, Ian Prescott sitting in for another segment with me here. Ian, you said you, your commute, you listen to podcasts exclusively, essentially. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you do it on your commute, right? Uh -huh. Yep. Okay. How much. simple is it? I know a lot, there are a lot of people that I, I've talked to like, well, how do you work a podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, okay, let me see your phone if it's an iPhone or whatever. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, Siri, play podcast, Locked on Cougars. And I'm probably just screwed up a bunch of people's phones doing that on this podcast. <laughs> I apologize to all of you because it probably just disrupted your entire listening experience. But it's pretty simple, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's super easy. It, it makes it, yeah. And I've told people that and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, just do it. It's not hard. And, they're yeah. like, and I, I show them and they're like, wow, that was actually pretty simple. So I thank you for listening. You've listened to a lot of shows. If you, Because mm -hmm. I just looked it up. It's a, We're 190 episodes into this. I also did a, a show called Cougar, Cougs Daily before I got switched over to the Locked On Podcast Network. So I thank you for your patronage, first mm -hmm. off. Absolutely. Uh, it was a blast to have you in the studio here. Let's talk some BYU football for a moment here. Uh, of course, Kalani Satake is entering his fourth year as mm -hmm. BYU's head coach. We saw a good first year, of course, the debacle that was 2017. Yep. Bounced back, I think it was a relatively solid year mm -hmm. by all regards in 2018. Mm -hmm. Now heading into 2019, where are your expectations lying for the Cougars? So, in my opinion, this is this is a big year for Kalani. Okay. Um, you know, he uh, there's the big debate with the contract extension. Yes. And everyone, you know, everyone has differing opinions on that, but he, he's kind of got to prove himself this year. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got his guys. Yep. He's got his recruits. Mm -hmm. We th we think he's finally found an offensive coaching staff um, that's going to work with him. Yeah. I mean, the last year was a lot better than the year before, but yeah. there's still. I mean, it still wasn't the best offense in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a tough schedule, 
but I think we have enough returning starters um, and enough experience that, you know, I think it could be a pretty good year. Okay. Um, we got to beat Utah. Well, that, I, I think I'll be where you guys just say an amen to that. I mean, I'm in the I'm in the group that I would lose to a lot if I was I would pick a lot of losses and beat Utah, and I would take that. I just so what are we talking a lot of losses? Are we talking like a six and six type of year yep. with a win over Utah? And still beat Utah, yeah. Okay, I would take that. Very cool. Okay, but are we talking? You still need to be bowl eligible. Yep. Okay, so yep. you, so six and six. At yeah, minimum. I'm not talking like a one and twelve, one and 11 the one win. Yeah, yeah no. but you, you want to see a six and six team, a bowl eligible team, which of course this year I think is the Hawaii Bowl. If that, I think that's the bull tie-in yeah. this year, but you take a six and six record with a win over Utah. Let's say versus uh, ten and two, but one of those losses is yep. Utah. Yep. Okay, hey, yep. I just to be yeah. a ten and two and losing over Utah, we still lost to Utah. Well, that'd be nine in a row. So I think most, <laughs> I think most BYU fans, in the heart of hearts, at the very minimum, would agree with you in mm-hmm. in many respects on that. Okay, so you say that this offensive staff, you think you f- they found the right guys. Uh, Zach Wilson, of course, mm-hmm. broke out last year. We yep. all saw that bowl performance. He was perfect throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're still waiting on him to get back from that shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. and all indications are that he's expected to be back within a month mm-hmm. and then be back throwing. What are your expect expectations for him specifically? Yeah, you know, I think he, he's he should hit the ground running this year. I mean, last year he was kind of throwing it. He was thrown in a diff- difficult situation. Yeah, it was the Utah State game. Yeah, um, <laughs> things weren't going well for the offense nope. all up until that point. Uh-huh. Other than the Wisconsin win. Yep. Um, and uh, and you know he, he did pretty well. And a lot of people say, well, look at the defenses that he was did well against. I'm like. He still did well against them, and who's to say he he, he did pretty good against Utah? Yeah, uh, I mean some of those. Th- I, I was watching the highlights for the Utah game a couple days ago, okay. and some of those throws that he made were were pretty darn good throws. Yeah, he's got so you know I'm excited to see what he can do this year. I think I think I think he's going to be better than a lot of people expect. Okay. Uh- the offense around them, of course, we've detailed on the podcast. They picked up two graduate transfer running backs. There's hope that the wide receiving core comes along. I, we all think that the tight ends will be fine. Matt yeah. Bushman, of course, has been BYU's leading receiver for the last two years. Uh, in terms of the offense, you think that they have an op- the opportunity here to break out and really show yeah. something? Uh-huh. Yeah. This. Yep. Yeah. What about like what about what about the offense excites you? Is there a certain players or a certain group that you feel like is going to lead the way? Uh, just like you mentioned, I think the tight ends. Okay. I mean, as long as we can stay healthy, if, they I got mean, decimated Moroni's, last year. That's yes. been a problem for Moroni two years in a row now. Mm-hmm. So if he can stay healthy, I mean, he is really good. Um, Matt Bushman, well, we obviously know what he can what he can do, and you know our receivers coming back. I I just think we've got you know Gunnar Romney. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we saw it. he was hurt last year. Yes. Uh, so we'll see what he can do not being hurt this year. Well, he and he's he's admitted as much. He said my hamstring hampered me right. heavily last year. Right. And everything we saw in spring ball and the media, we only get to watch what twenty to thirty minutes of right. it. But every time we were out there, he was a guy that you were like he popped out. Right. You saw it every time. Right. Okay, so now defensively, of course, it was a top 25 defense a year ago. Mm-hmm. I think the expectation is to hold uphold that standard. What guys on defense excites you this year? Uh, Kyrus Tonga. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything you hear about him is that he's – obviously everyone knows he's a beast. Yes. But you hear that he has a hard time staying in shape and staying motivated. Yeah. So if he could do that, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. Well, I think we all see that. Right. You, you, there are plays he absolutely dominates. Right. And you're like – 
Why can't you play like that every play? Right. Because exactly. if, if you did that every play, you'd be a no doubt NFL guy. Yep. And the, the word I've gotten back from people, and these are not NFL scouts, but people that are connected with NFL scouts and whatnot, the report on him right now just simply is that. Is his motor there? Does he have that desire to dominate, play in right. and play out? Because they see the physical attributes. A six foot four, three hundred and twenty pound freak who can run, they think, in the low fives, like the low fives in terms of the forty yard dash. Mm-hmm. That's everything the NFL NFL's like, yes, yes, yes. But then they look at it and say, Okay, seems like he dominates one or two plays here, but then he takes one or two plays right. off. Right. Can he overcome that? Right. Yeah. So if we can get more consistent I mean, everyone's seen what he can do. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, anybody else on the defense you're looking forward uh, I'm, to? I'm excited for Devin Kafusi. Okay. I mean, you can't go wrong with a Kafusi, right? Mm, normally, yeah. That's <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I it just with his pedigree, we've seen mm-hmm. what his brothers have done. And, you know, he's. I don't think he's as tall as his brothers. He's six foot six. Yeah. So, Bronson is six seven. Corbin's six nine and a half, officially, yeah. is what he told but, me. But, I mean, six six is still yeah. tall. Oh, so. absolutely, yeah. So, I think, you know, it, I... I, I I have high expectations for him. And then his cousin, Isaiah. Isaiah. Kifusi. I yeah. mean, obviously he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in the Utah game yep. last year. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to be really good. He came on strong late he in did. the year and, and played really well. And our secondary, I'm excited for our secondary. Yeah. I don't feel like I've seen a secondary this stacked since probably the late 90s, since the 96 secondary. Well, I was going to say, you probably you're looking at uh, That's Omar pro- Morgan. And, yeah, and, and, Omar Morgan, yeah. Uh, Ella, Chris Ellison, Chris Ellison yeah. um, Tim, McTire. Tim McTire. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had that many athletes in the secondary. And you think about it, that stacked. 20 plus years ago and why are we like we shouldn't be talking about those guys but right. legitimately you're yeah. dead on it's been yeah I mean yeah I feel like under the Bronco era it's just we just didn't have athletes in the secondary if yeah. we did it was one yeah, yeah and, exactly. and not a complete package yeah and I feel like we I'm, I'm not I don't want to build up the hype train <laughs> but I feel like we have the potential to have a really good secondary this year and see I, I, I agree with you there because I, th- I, I think we all can see that the, the pieces are there it's just a matter of them capitalizing on that yeah. Because they can put four or five guys out there every play that you're like, okay, yeah, I'm actually quite comfortable with these guys covering the opposing team. Yep. All right. Uh, last thing before we let you go here is I got to nail you down and I'll let you, it's subject to review, but what is your predicted uh, record for BYU this fall? Um, you know, I haven't put any thought into that yet. Okay. So um, I'm going to say, you know, Without looking at specific games, yeah. I'm going to say eight and four. Okay, and that's kind of your expectation mm-hmm. for him. I think that'd be With a great a win year. over Utah. I think that'd be a great year. I think most BYU fans listening to this would be like, okay, if you have a win over Utah, we win eight games, and we're going to Hawaii for a bowl game around Christmas. Sign me up. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's awesome. Well, hey, Ian can't thank you yeah thanks for having me it was awesome to have you in studio yeah um and just a reminder for people out there we're gonna do some more of these um we're gonna have a guy on from the philippines i told you about that before we recorded we're gonna have him on and if you guys are interested in hosting a podcast like i said i'll come to you uh ian just happened to be working near me so i ever like let's come into studio i'll bring you over to the zone studios and knock this out so can't thank you enough for taking the time it was awesome to yeah, catch up absolutely with you. thanks for having me thanks for listening all right we're gonna wrap things up here reminder for you guys you can find the show on all the social media platforms locked on cougars on facebook instagram and twitter also check out my personal twitter feed at jacob ch ian what is your twitter feed so be what you fans can follow you um 
My handle is at iPrescott. iPrescott. Yeah. P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T. C-O-T-T. So just yep. normally you spell Prescott. All right. So check out Ian there. He's got some great stuff. I've seen your stuff on Twitter. You do a good <laughs> job. You have, some, you have some fun on Twitter. I like that. You mix it up with people, and that's awesome. Thanks again for joining us. You can email us also at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'll love to hear from you there. We'll have more tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. This has been Locked On Cougars. Cougars.